Hi guys, so I hope you're safe and well. A bit of an unexpected video today, but one that is necessary and will cover a lot of questions that I'm sure will be coming in over the next few months. And that is going to be how you could go about changing your nutrition in order to deal with the current coronavirus outbreak and the lockdown that is happening in certain countries such as uh, the United Kingdom where I am based. So what I've done is I've gone through eight simple points here for you to really take away and start to implement uh, both from a mindset perspective but mainly from a nutritional perspective to best deal with the lockdown that you might be experiencing at the moment. So the first point to start this off is that it's best not to treat this period, this next few weeks um, or even few months, however long it might last for, as a dietary break or holiday. Um, based off the athletes that I've spoken to so far, some people are, are quite black and white in their thinking and you know because this is obviously not an ideal situation, they really go off the ball um, with their diet which could affect their uh, body composition, they might unnecessarily put on uh, body weight, body fat and that's going to affect their performance as well in the, in the long term. However there are some athletes that are really still focused on what they can do from a nutritional point of view to not just um, boost their immune system for example but also support their training, support their progression. So the more we can get into that second type of mentality of just making the best out of a bad situation the better we're going to be when this uh, coronavirus and lockdown period ends and then we can really get back to focusing on our football when the situation goes back to normal. Now, in going into more of a, a nutritional um, argument, the second thing that I focus on is reducing your energy or your caloric intake. Now, quite simply, you're going to be less active during the next few months. Um, the energy that you typically would burn outside of exercise doing general daily activity, what we call uh, NEAT, which is non-exercise activity thermogenesis, this amount of calories that is used per day is obviously not going to be there anymore. So whether that's going outside and you know going shopping, socialising with your friends, walking to work, walking to the shops, this is very likely going to be a lot lower over the next few months. And so we want to compensate for this with our diet by reducing the amount of calories and energy that we're taking in. So if you were to typically consume 3,500 calories a day, it's very unlikely that you still need 3,500 calories a day if you're in a lockdown period. So we want to reduce energy intake to some extent and the source of calories we, we want to focus on to, to lose, to reduce, is going to be predominantly from carbohydrates. Um, in my opinion, I'd keep your protein intake and fat intake roughly the same, uh, and I'd look to reduce carbohydrate intake to compensate for the reduced energy in, uh, the reduced energy expenditure. Now, the amount you need to reduce calories is going to be dependent on the individual. Um, so if you're someone that was previously very inactive anyway, outside of your training sessions and your matches, you probably don't need to do anything dramatic with your diet. Maybe you need to reduce uh, your cal calories by 200, 300 calories a day, but I wouldn't drop it suddenly uh, for no obvious reason. If you think you're someone that was very active outside of your training and performance sessions, you know, you're really social, you're never really in the house, you're always out and about somewhere, then 
you're probably going to look more towards 500 calories to a thousand calorie decrease in your daily energy intake. So this is something I'd play around with where you can find a new uh, caloric uh, goal for the day. It's hard for me to say exactly where you should be at, but I'd drop your calories by you know, 500 and see how your body composition and your training um, is adapting as a result of that. Now, the third point is to increase or at least um, sustain your typical protein and fiber intake. Now, the main reason for this is really from a satiety point of view. So, how we can best ensure that you're keeping full at home um, and avoiding uh, cravings for sweet foods when you're in the house. Now, the nutrients which we know affect your satiety the most throughout the day are dietary protein and dietary fiber. So, things such as meat, uh, dairy, legumes, and non-starchy vegetables. So because our energy intake every day is going to be reduced, we want to make sure that we're not getting extremely hungry uh, throughout the day and trying to offset cravings for uh, really processed foods. So the more we can prioritize our meals around protein and fiber, likely the better off we're going to be ensuring that we don't put on us unnecessary amounts of body fat. The fourth point is to consider a protein supplement. So if you're in the UK or potentially in other countries as well, you'll know that the food availability in the supermarkets isn't great at the moment. Uh, people are panic buying. There's not necessarily a need to panic buy because uh, the supply chain of food remains unchanged in most places. But when a certain group of people are panic buying, this means that the next group of people feel they need to panic buy and it sort of sets off a chain reaction and then eventually there's no chicken or eggs or um, dairy in the supermarkets. So whilst food availability is low over the upcoming weeks, I would invest in a protein powder like a whey protein or a casein protein just to make sure that you can still reach your daily protein uh, requirement even if your food availability in your local supermarket just isn't there to match your protein need. Now, the fifth point is to, similar to what I just said, avoid panic buying uh, processed food. So there really is no need as uh, you know, government recommendations and just when we look at situations in other countries as well, there's no need to go about panic buying. Yeah, you can you know, buy a bit more pasta or rice just to save yourself going out to the shops um, and reduce your risk of infection. However, especially when it comes to processed foods, you know, there's no need to fill up your house with a ton of processed junk food, chocolate bars, crisps. There's no need to do that. Uh, all that's going to happen if, if, that, if you are someone that is doing that is that you're going to crave these foods more and more whilst you're in, in the house because the availability of that food is there. You know, if you have a ton of chocolate bars sitting in your cupboard, it's very likely that you're going to want to eat them throughout the day. So I'd still focus on purchasing whole foods uh, that you typically would purchase as part of a normal healthy balanced diet. Um, yeah, you can buy these foods in slightly more quantity if you feel like it, but don't go crazy uh, until the government says there might be a need for that, which there currently isn't, then I'd avoid doing so. Moving on to the next point, number six, is that dietary quality is as important as ever. So just because the situation has changed, it's suddenly all locked up in our houses, does not mean that we should suddenly go off um, our healthy eating protocols 
to improve our health and our performance. If anything, with the addition of this new COVID-19 virus, it's just even more so of a reason to make sure that we're keeping our immune systems healthy to potentially uh, prevent or treat the infection if we are someone that comes into contact with it. So this is something to keep in mind. There's, there's no reason to go out and buy loads of foods that will negatively affect your health. Nothing changes at all from a nutritional point of view in terms of keeping focused on uh, balanced, unprocessed whole food sources to keep your immune system nice and healthy and potentially offset the, the infection. Now, point number seven is that there is no specific nutritional treatment for COVID-19 or coronavirus. Now, many nutritionists or dietitians have come out in the last month and they're telling people to buy a certain supplement or dietary plan that is you know, evidence-based to treat the, the virus um, or prevent the virus. But I can assure you now there is no scientific study, literally zero scientific studies that directly uh, analyze the impact that a nutritional protocol has on the virus. So anyone that is making bold claims about whether it's following a low-fat diet, low-carb, or supplementing with vitamin C or whatever it might be, they're lying to your face and they're probably wanting you to spend money on their supplement or uh, whatever it is they're talking about. The, the, you shouldn't be listening to these sort of people, so please don't make any drastic changes to your diet in hope to prevent the uh, virus. The eighth point and the last point is simply to make best use of your time at home and practice cooking skills. Always look towards the long term. How can you make the most uh, of, the, of this lockdown? And generally what I see as a nutritionist is that athletes that have very good cooking skills tend to eat better. You know, they come up with really nice um, low carb dessert meals, for example, or just they have a variety of healthy dinners that they might cook whilst they're at home. And the, the better and the more variety you have for healthy meals, um, the more likely you are to keep with a healthy diet. So that's the, the final point that I've come up with. So these are the eight points that I think you should focus on. Hopefully it helps you out. If you want to go deeper on anything in terms of nutrition for football, I recommend checking out the link below because we currently have a deal on the Match Fit Nutrition Academy, which you won't find on our website. And if you found this video helpful, please share it with anyone that you think it might help. And I'll catch you guys next time.